Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto parts. Yay! Yay! That's the way we uh, do things badly. <laughs> this is Pet Sunday School. Here we go. And to our listening ears, all angels sing and round us Brothers, sisters, siblings, welcome to Penn Sunday School. I'm Matt Donnelly. We are broadcasting from Show Creator Studios South here in Las Vegas, the entertainment capital of the world. This week, actually, it's been two weeks since we recorded live. Penn's been traveling all over the place because if Teller has bypass surgery, Penn can't stay home. Those are the rules. <laughs> Penn gets out of town. Here he is, preaching the love, Penn Gillette. Preaching the love, boy, is Teller doing well. That's great. I think Teller's doing better than me. I think I want bypass surgery. <laughs> he's he's optimistic. He's full of life. Wow. He's uh, he takes walks. He takes naps. He uh, he uh, he's just uh, he, uh, there's a there's a woman down the street from him who's had back surgery, and since Teller's had every kind of surgery known to man, he takes walks with her through the neighborhood, helping strengthen her back and talking about back surgery. My he's goodness. like the Pied Piper of people with ailments. <laughs> um, he's doing wonderfully. We meet we meet at uh, Samba Latte, and we have our turmeric lattes. Uh, if you ever want to, if you ever see Teller and I at a place and you say, I'm going to send them over a drink, it's, it's a complicated order. Got it. Teller wants a turmeric latte with no coffee at all and almond milk. Got it. And I want a turmeric latte with oat milk and one shot of decaffeinated espresso. Oh man. I mean, careful stuff. Yeah, but whoever owns the place you're going to is like, what a dream come true. This <laughs> is the oasis I provide for yeah. people like this. Yeah. Yeah. Well, we, uh, we, we go there very often. I'll be going there after today. Oh, nice. And uh, we sit, we talk, and we talk about, we were for a while, like once, we were talking about like health and stuff. Yeah. Now we're just writing bits. So kind of back to uh, back to it. Nice. I got uh, the World Poker but uh, what's that we're doing? What's 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 my wife doing? The World Series of Poker? Yeah, is that what it is? I don't know. Over uh, at the Win. Oh, some other. I think it's some other poker. Yeah, yeah, it's at the Win World Poker World Poker Tour. Yeah, World Poker Tour. Yeah, yeah. And um, she's a big producer, big cheese. Yes. So uh, I get the voiceover gig. Nice. And I got to uh, record because I'm all over the world now. I was in Los Angeles. And so uh, I had to do the recording, you know, shuffle up, not shuffle up a deal, that's something else. I had to do the um, recording of all the announcing and the, and the sizzle reel and all that for the World Poker Tour, and I wasn't going to be in Vegas. So we had to do a, a remote hookup with my wife. I mean, you know, audio. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. And uh, so I was at the Sunset Marquee, you know, the Rock and Roll Hotel. Fancy. Which I think I've said this before. Teller and I stay at the Sunset Marquee all the time. Yes. And I said to Teller, I believe I've said this before, but it's worth repeating because it's such a two old lady story. I said to Teller, and this is what I brought in this as a revelation after I'd asked somebody. I said to Teller, you know that slight skunk smell that's always here at this hotel? And Teller said, yes, because there's a lot of woods around this. I mean, that's what I like about this uh, hotel is there's all these trees and stuff, and I guess there must be skunks in the woods. I said, no, it's marijuana. <laughs> and Teller said, marijuana smells like skunk? I said, they call it skunk weed. But I have said that before. 
Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of $15,178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models in dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. For because Ready Rich, I remember, said skunkweed was bad. And skunkweed yes. is not bad. Skunkweed is considered by those who smoke skunkweed to be good. I don't, I can't keep up. But I thought skunkweed was usually ch- cheap, stinky smelling. Weed. No, I looked it up on the inner tube. Mm-hmm. And the inner tube told me that skunkweed can be high quality uh, intoxicant. Hold on. I'm going to go to any Vegas parking lot and I'll be right back. (laughs) (laughs) Anyway, so I told Teller that. And if you have any doubt about how sophisticated Penn and Teller are, that shows you two old rubes (laughs) trying to do their little magic show. And I bumped into Dead Mouse there. Ah. I bumped into Eric Idle there. And uh, you see people like that, the Sunset Marquee. That's right. And it's a very nice hotel, and they treat me very well. And there's a there's an outdoor restaurant. Yes. And uh, so you can avoid the COVID. Yes. And um, it's because everybody's masking up in uh, in, in L.A. Uh, in L.A. now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So I did, so because of the, uh, so I, I was going to go in the recording studio, okay? Uh, and boy, I mean, this is where like stink and Aerosmith and people like that record records. Yes. I believe even Bob recorded records. Yeah, yeah. It's a very, very cozy, nice studio with tapestry all yes. over the place. It doesn't look like the chrome white studios where, boy, we're trying to be professional. It's like the more expensive studio where we are funky and comfortable. Great. You're going to be comfortable here recording. So the music stands where you're going to put your paper that you're going to read off they are draped in tapestry, which part of that, of course, defeats the purpose of a music stand. <laughs> I was going to say. Because you're trying to put paper on cloth that slides. Yeah. So you have to kind of tuck it at the bottom and put it there. And also, I try not to be uh, 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 a diva yeah. about my voice. The instrument. The instrument. That I use. And my doctors tell me, you know, you can't be around... You know, you, you have your, your voice gets, gets affected by allergies. So keep a lot of humidity in the room and don't have scented candles and don't do this and don't do that. Right. Yeah. Now this is where stink records. Right. Yeah. And I go and he sings. Yeah. I go down the stairs and it smells like a skunk in Cambodia. (laughs) That's what it smells like. And they are burning incense in the rooms where people are going to do vocals. So I walk in going, (laughs) Okay, all set. <clears throat> now, for me, a little bit of funk and coughing in a recording, who cares? It just makes you more you. But don't you think that Stink would want a clear voice? You know, I, you know, it's, it's, it's interesting because some people do treat their voice like the instrument, right? Mm-hmm. You know? I mean, Springsteen does no warm-ups. No, I know. Springsteen has, has the voice of iron. Yeah. I've also, I've seen him, I don't know, 15 times. Yeah. And I've never heard him in even slightly weak voice. Right. And you never read things like, you know, the George Harrison tour where he's lost his voice for the whole tour. Yeah. And he's never canceled a tour having voice, right? No. Has he even canceled a show for a cold? I don't think so. Yeah. He just got those, those, that, that, that iron vocal cords. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And does he do any, he has no warm up. No. And does he have like a voice doctor that does it? Probably not. I don't think so. Just walks on stage. He doesn't seem to. If he, if he could be, you know, next level and just, he just wants us all to think that, but, mm-hmm. but by all accounts, he just doesn't have anyone really in charge of taking care of that kind of stuff. Yeah. You know, he could be doing it just to show like I'm a regular Jersey guy yeah, yeah. and you could have a whole team of people backstage <laughs> yeah, yeah. with little atomizers, little, <laughs> 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 like, 
microscopically warm up each vocal cord. Yeah, yeah. Ready to. We'll do that for you, Mr. Springsteen. <laughs> Just open your mouth and sit back as we bathe you in goat's milk. <laughs> but yeah, I don't know if uh, the Sunset Marquee, because if you're recording the Sunset Marquee, you know there are cleaner, upscale studios. You're going there for the for the feeling, right? You're going there for, you're, ho- you're hoping to be a little more inspired. Well, it's a laundry room. Did you know that? No. Um, they uh, they uh, were, a ho- were a hotel that, that catered to a bunch of rock and rollers. Yeah. And I believe Aerosmith was there. Yeah. And they were making too much noise in the room. Uh, so they brought them down to a laundry room. And someone just said, you know, we could just build this out. <laughs> That's pretty great. So they built out the laundry room and they took over some of the parking lot. So you're just in a laundry room in a parking lot, which is why the tapestry. <laughs> but it's a uh, it's a beautiful, beautiful studio, and it was wonderful, wonderful to be there. That's the thing, right? Like even with all that, you th- it must have felt pretty cool. In there. Mm-hmm. Wicked cool, yeah, wicked cool. And uh, I really, I really enjoyed it. It's a nice studio, yeah. And the engineer was fabulous. And um, now, when you tell the story from going forward, are you going to remember what you were recording? Or are you going to leave that part out? World Poker yeah. Tour. <laughs> Uh, yeah, I, I was I was recording some backing vocals for Stink. You think that's where it'll end up? <laughs> I'd be like, you know, I got to record in there. I forget what I even did, but it was that's what I feel like you're gonna do. That seems like what I want to do. <laughs> seems like what I should have done today. Yeah, I think that's wise. I was recording something, and actually, I think I already did that. I already did that. I already met somebody at uh, at the restaurant, like someone for a. Um, for some sort of television oh, show. Yeah, 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 and yeah. I said, yeah, last night I was recording in the uh, in the studio here. <laughs> no. I didn't say I don't remember. <laughs> I just, was recording the studio. Just here. No further questions at this time. Not important. Could be anything. <laughs> maybe uh, maybe a new single with Paul McCartney. Maybe I was writing some stuff with Bob. I don't know. Who knows? Who knows? I, Who knows? So many things I do. You meet so many people here. Yeah. <laughs> Who knows what I was doing? Maybe I was just, you know, just doing some vocal tracks for Beyonce. I don't know. <laughs> doing some rhymes with Snoop. That's all I was doing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That wasn't the primary purpose you were there, though, was it? No. I, well, if I were there to record this, I would have been in Vegas. <laughs> right? <laughs> yes. That's the right place to do it. I'm, I, yeah, I'm just, I'm just vocalizing the, I believe there's still a question mark above okay. why okay. you were in Los Angeles. I was there, uh, I've signed many non-disclosure agreements. Oh, okay. <laughs> this is, so this is the calculating I was watching on your face. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. yeah. That makes uh, sense. The, uh, I believe these particular non-disclosure agreements <laughs> were like two weeks of lawyers working them out, what Ben could say and what he couldn't. All right. There is a very, very, very successful television producer. Yes. He is, as a matter of fact, the most successful television producer in history. Okay. And he got in touch with me, not him, because he doesn't exist, but one of his people okay. who uses his name okay. got in touch with me and said, uh, we think we had this idea to do a television show with you, and we think these two brands, they always use the word brand, drives me crazy. Yeah. You know, I don't I don't like the word brand because I did two tours of duty on Celebrity Apprentice. Yes. And all they talk about is brands to people who don't have brands. They're just people who were like washed up in some fucking vocal band 10 years ago. Yeah. People like me. There's no brand. I'm positive Stephen Baldwin has no brand. <laughs> don't tell Stephen Baldwin. <laughs> I believe I once heard Stephen Baldwin use the word brand three times in one sentence. Yeah. And considering his vocabulary... It's one of the 20 words you can say. You know, there, one is food. <laughs> there's a, there's a, there's Jesus, Jesus. He can also say that. I just realized saying this out loud. Tracking the most likable Baldwin is a real dicey prospect. <laughs> <laughs> mm. That stock can change. Yeah. <laughs> that, can, that can change heavy and quick. Okay. So, but, you're, uh, so Merv Griffith or, had a, <laughs> Stephen Baldwin. Yeah. Yeah. Stephen Baldwin. Um, I was talking to him on Celebrity Apprentice, Mm -hmm. and I was talking to him about um, one section of the Bible that troubles me. There's There's a lot of them. Yeah. But one particular one, and it was about forsaking your mother and father to follow Jesus, right? It was that section. 
And Stephen Baldwin said to me, I'm not familiar with that part of the Bible. <laughs> to which I responded, it's tattooed on your neck. <laughs> it was tattooed on his neck. That's unbelievable. Yeah, it's unbelievable. It was ta- now, I was talking about the whole chapter around it. Yeah. I wasn't talking about that exact line. Yeah. And I was saying it in not in a quotation. Right. I was talking about it ab, you know, abstractly. I was talking about the ideas of it, not the actual words. Yeah. He did not recognize it was tattooed on his neck. <laughs> <laughs> it wasn't just John 3.16. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He had an actual Bible quote. We all know John 3.16. But you know John 3.16. Jesus wept? No, no, no. <laughs> <laughs> Play ball. It's the shortest. <laughs> um, uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's uh, God so loved the world that He gave His only Son. I think. Okay. Only begotten Son. I don't understand the idea of someone else taking on someone's sins. Yeah, Seems yeah, to yeah. Be nonsense. But anyway, getting back, where were we? Baldwin. Uh, no, uh, your your brand. Whether you have a brand or not. Where are you with IP? Does that make you feel better then? I feel like more modern speaking people say IP yeah, instead suppose, of brand. I suppose. Anyway, they thought the two brands coming together to uh-huh. make a TV show. So we talked about one TV show. And as we were talking about it and getting excited about it, I said, I don't like this. It's mean-spirited and uncomfortable. I don't want to do it. And they went, oh, okay, we, we could sell that. I said, yeah, but I, I don't like it. So I had another idea. And they said, boy, that's a really, really good idea. And I said, thank you. And they said, it's really expensive. We can't do that. And I said, okay. So with another version, and they said, boy, this would be a great six shows. And I said, yeah. And they said, we don't pitch anything that we can't do 200. We have to know we can do 200 shows. Oh. I said, oh, we, we'll run out of, yeah. We, <laughs> Can't do 200 shows. Then they brought in- I saw something that was six shows turned into 200 shows, and I don't regret watching The Blacklist. (laughs) We had, uh, they said that uh, this person who's, oh, Jesus, I'm in real trouble now. I backed myself into a big corner (laughs) because I was going to say this big honcho, like studio executive, wanted to come and meet us and talk about it. And she came into the room, and she's wonderful. Yeah. She came into the room, but I realized that um, she asked me stuff like, how's Matt Donnelly? No. And it turns out she listens to this podcast. So as I was saying this, I was running through everything I said and said, well, have I said anything that will get me in trouble? (laughs) But I just liked her. I liked her. Okay, we, good. we chatted and I told her a couple ideas and I said another idea and she said, well, we could do that if it's producible. And uh, one of the other people in the room said, what do you mean? And I said, she means she'd like to see it on her TV network, but she doesn't think we could do it. <laughs> and I said, I don't think so either. If you left it to me, I don't think we can do it, but it's a nice idea. Ah. So I told her I'd get, I also told her in the meeting, you want to see people around a table get really, really nervous? Yeah. I do all the time. (laughs) But I was really worried about this. So I said, I'm going to use, uh, we're, we're talking about scams and swindles. Ah. Does that just violate an NDA? No. Uh, scams and swindles is pretty about, broad. I can talk about scams and swindles. We've talked about many scams and swindles. On. I, was ta- I was talking about that. In fact, that. that was the original name of Penn and Teller, wasn't <laughs> it? Yes, scams and swindles. And um, uh, we were talking about that, and I said, I'm now going to use a racist term for shorthand. Mm-hmm. And everybody in the room held their breath. And I think if I hadn't said the next sentence, they would have broken David Blaine's record. <laughs> if I had just been there, they were all willing to go 10 minutes with an alligator swimming around. <laughs> they were not going to breathe after that. They were, why does he have the fucking alligator? 
David I haven't Blaine. Seen it. Is, an, is an alligator in there? Well, he's holding his breath. I mean, ostensibly holding yes. his breath. I mean, I don't know. I don't think we believe that. He's a magician. Right. You know, it's like it's like saying, yeah, we saw this guy who, who just turned one card into another at his fingertips. <laughs> well, yeah, he holds his breath for 10 minutes. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. He's a magician. Yeah. So he also falls on a bunch of cardboard boxes, which is funny. This is my act. Boom. Good. <laughs> um, but it's supposed to be a great show, by the way. Yes. David Blaine's show is supposed to be great. But <laughs> he's under the water and he's holding his breath. That's entertainment. And for 10 minutes, people are just watching him hold his breath, yeah. which is pretty boss. Yeah. That's kind of pretty daw on pretty cool, right? Yeah. So he's holding, ostensibly, I can always get to say ostensibly because holding his breath bullshit. Anyway, he's holding his breath. And um, then, like five minutes in, apparently someone in the writer's room, because David Blaine, I think, has a writer's room, because I don't yeah. think he comes up with this shit himself. Yeah. He's got really smart magicians working with him, said, we need something to spice this up. Yeah, yeah. You're yeah. just in the water, you know? This feels like, you know, uh, uh, not all of our listeners are old enough to remember TV's bloopers and practical jokes. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But it just sounds like yeah. we're stopping by our friend David Blaine's show and we're going to throw an alligator in his Well, tank. it's just, it's the stupidest idea you could ever have. Because <laughs> the idea is, of course, austere, right? Yeah. There's a purity of it. There's kind of a, uh, they're playing with a different kind of time. I mean, yeah. what a beautiful idea that is that the entire audience is going to watch some guy underwater for 10 minutes yeah. and they got cameras on him, close-ups of his face. I mean, that's really a different kind of theater. You've changed the rhythm of a Vegas show. Yeah. There isn't another Vegas show where the audience is sitting for 10 minutes watching something quietly. Right. That's kind of beautiful. Yeah. That's kind of crazy beautiful. And I kind of dig it really hard, but- you know, then you've got some Philistine in the room who's going, I don't know, 10 minutes, they're just looking at you underwater, David. Well, I'm, I'm holding my breath. Yeah, but you're just underwater. There's nothing to see. Oh, I think it's rather compelling. It's, yeah. it's what I'm doing. No, we got to put something in there. What are you talking about? I know where this is going. Uh oh, goldfish, a bunch of goldfish. And, and David interacts with the goldfish. No, that's not what I was thinking. Oh, okay. He okay. could chase the goldfish around. I can't chase the goldfish around. I must keep entirely still so I get every second without wasting any of the oxygen. But the goldfish don't have a long memory. So he can be like, how long has he been holding his breath? And they'd be like, three seconds. <laughs> that's not true about it's goldfish. A myth, I, uh, it is. Yeah. And I, that the fact that you think that David Blaine would not have the integrity... <laughs> To be truthful about goldfish offends me deeply. Well, I think your point is proven out because I saw no goldfish in that tank. Mm -hmm. That idea, right out. So some dipshit, yeah. we can guess who it was, yeah. but it doesn't matter. Some dipshit in the room goes, alligator. We'll put an alligator in there. Yeah. And then David goes, will he bite my nuts off? Will he, <laughs> will he bite my neck like, I mean, Roy? Got his head bit off by a fucking tiger. Yeah. An alligator is sometimes called tiger of the sea. Never. But <laughs> tiger of the swamp? Never. <laughs> I think the tiger. Someone has named their alligator tiger. <laughs> yeah, tiger. But, you know, there is a, I thought that the name for tuna fish, chicken of the sea, yeah. was a great, great name. Yeah. I've always liked chicken of the sea, tuna fish as a name. Yeah. Because, you know, obviously some ad guy went, ah, oh, we got to sell tuna fish. And yeah. people think ugly and smelly. And boy, let's sell it as chicken of the sea. <laughs> and, and, you know, America went, okay, we'll take chicken of the sea. <laughs> so all of America bought this chicken of the sea. But you know what happened next? What? Like 1% of this country became ultra dipshits. And I'm referring to vegans, right? Yeah. So somebody came along, and I believe this person qualifies as genius. Mm -hmm. Some person came along and said, uh, I want to do a vegan version of tuna fish. And his partner said, okay, what do we call it? And he said, well, we can't call it tuna fish because it's not tuna fish, and there'll be fishermen that will sue our sorry vegan asses. Yeah. And he said, well, what are we going to do? And he goes, well, we're making it a chickpea. Chickpea of the sea. Yes. So I buy chickpea of the sea. Yeah, my wife loves it. It's the greatest thing in the yeah, world. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And 
every time I bring up the pouch, I laugh. <laughs> Chick B of the C. It may be my favorite joke about garbanzo beans, which is saying a lot. That is. There's the greatest joke in the world. Yes. The Dimmerdine garbanzo and a chickpea. Yeah. Is I never spent $200 to have a garbanzo on my face. <laughs> it's the greatest joke ever, isn't it? Yeah. Yeah. But chickpea of the sea is pretty great. So tiger of the sea, the alligator, we're going to let him in there. And David Blaine goes, I'm ostensibly holding my breath. So I'm being all zen and shit. You're going to put an alligator in there? And they go, yeah. And he goes, well, is it going to bite my nutsack? And they go, no. Why not? Well, we're going to feed it. And alligators don't really attack when they're being fed or they're not threatened. He goes, well, maybe they'll be threatened by a shithead sitting in the bottom of a tank. And he goes, no, 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 no. He'll be fine. Yeah. So they just, in the middle of it, they just let an alligator go. And the alligator swims around. Yeah. And I he's, guess he's not holding his breath. The alligator? Yeah. Alligators are uh, amphibians. Right. So holding their breath, not, so, I'll tell you, not a big act for the, uh, the amphibian magicians. Mm -hmm. You know, amphibian magicians, they go to see a show, they want to see a little bit of card manip, maybe some billiard balls. Right. You know, they'll maybe see a zigzag. <laughs> but a zigzag is not a big deal either for an alligator. No, no, no. Alligator magicians, it's a limited repertoire. Because <laughs> uh, when they want to do the... Um, Billiard ball manipulations, yeah. they can't do five. No, no. They can't do the finish. But They're little, they can do like two billiard balls. Signed entire deck to mouth is really impressive. <laughs> yeah, they do that really well. <laughs> <laughs> and you know, they'll let you keep the teeth. You know, they break off a tooth in the card, they give it to you. Yeah. So when you go to see, uh, well, not just, I'm, I'm, I'm not being crazy here. Yeah. I'm not just talking to alligator magicians. All crocodilian magicians. Um, Really all amphibian magicians. You go to see a frog magician. Yeah. And I don't mean a French person. Yeah. If you go see a frog magician. Yeah. They have a tank. Yeah. One guy tried it. One guy yeah. tried it. Uh, Crumples. <laughs> Crumples tried it. He's, he's a frog magician. Crumples tried it. Yeah. And he had a tank. And he was going to be underwater for two and a half months, which is like two weeks longer than a regular hibernation. <laughs> And a lot of his audience, I'm, I mean, I don't want to say this about Grumples, he's yeah, yeah. good, but yeah. a lot of his audience hibernated during his show. <laughs> they, they went into hibernation during his show. Which is a shame because their, their bullet catch is less dangerous, but more impressive with the <laughs> long tongue. It is. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Snatch it right out of the air. Yeah, right out of the air. But uh, yeah, so they put an alligator in the tank <laughs> with David Blaine. Which is, I think, I, I, I mean, when I, if you see it, it's probably pretty good. Yeah. But when uh, Emily came back from seeing David Blow, who she loves. Yes. Because Emily loves every magic act that has neither pen nor teller in it. <laughs> loves every magic act. So she loved it. She came back kvelling about how, I just used some Yiddish. Yeah. About how great, great great David Blaine was. She walked in the house, greatest magician of all time. What about that? Shut up. <laughs> <laughs> um, and so I go, did he do the holding the breath thing? I said, cause I like the kind of timing on it. Right? And handsome Jack who went with my wife to see the show. Handsome Jack says halfway through, they drop in an alligator. I went, <laughs> what? <laughs> he goes, they drop it an alligator. I go, oh, that's great. That They don't really drop it an alligator. He goes, yeah. I go, you just fucked it with me because it's funny. He goes, no, they drop it an alligator. I go, he's holding his breath and they drop it an alligator? He goes, yeah. I go, what What do they say for the justification? He said, well, it's just like, now nah, we're bringing in an alligator. I said, this is the greatest thing I've ever heard. I mean, this is really total Dada, right? Yeah. We're going to bring in an alligator. We're going to bring in an alligator, a telephone, and four boxes of Oreos. We're going to drop them in while this guy's holding his breath. At minute nine, we have a plugged-in iron dangling <laughs> on the edge of an ironing board. Then we're dropping in Alka-Seltzer. <laughs> we, we don't know what's going to happen, but it'll be really interesting. And then we put in a little bit of green food coloring and a little red food coloring because it's Christmas. <laughs> Just dipshit. Just uh, crazy, crazy stuff. I'm going to talk about something now. Let's do it. Okay. Holidays are here, right? 
Yes. Have you gotten all the presents you need to get for the holidays? Not one. Not one. Okay. And you've already blown this because you already got this. Yes. But I got to tell you, if there's anyone on your list that's like family and that's like not in the house with you, that you want to share things with, you cannot go better than a skylight frame. Tell us about how much your father liked this guy. He loves the skylight frame. In fact, I talk about it so much, he wants to know if he's going to get a cut or a second skylight frame out of this. He wants a second skylight frame. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. You should have a second skylight frame. Um, but uh, no, he loves it. Uh, in fact, I just went to New York with my family, and I sent a bunch of pictures to his frame so he could check it out. And your father is a brilliant man. Yes. I've met him. Yeah. He's really, really smart. Yeah. And he's a defense attorney or was a defense yes. attorney, retired defense attorney. Mm -hmm. He's a brilliant man, but we do not trust him to set up electronics. No. He must have had a terrible time with the skylight frame. A minute. Spend a minute setting it up. A minute. One minute. Minute setting it up. Yeah. That's quicker than they say people can set it up in. Yeah. He's smart. Yeah. But he's not good with this stuff. No, no, no. Now, here's the big question. Could you set up a skylight frame? This is the yes. That's the that's the other crazy part because I got to send him stuff too. So I had to set up the account because mm -hmm. it was a gift. And how many times did it take you? One. And how? Who helped you? No one. I just went to their site and did it. Wow! This is the genius of skylight frame. Yeah. This is not the genius of the Donnelly family. No, no, no. People have tried to be creative and send my send my sons like robot gifts that I have to build for them and stuff like that. Those are still in the garage. Mm -hmm. They're not, they're sitting there. You don't sit with your son and build stuff. No. no. no, no. Uh, sending photos to a skylight frame is effortless. Everyone in the family can use the app or just email them to the skylight and they pop up in seconds. I should tell people what we're talking about. It's a beautiful frame that you set up and anybody you want can send pictures to that. There is not a better gift for a grandmother, grandfather, uncle, a mother, father who wants to get pictures. And get this, there's two size options, the original 10-inch or the new 15-inch frame, which I got to tell you is the new one Donnelly wants. Yes. Yeah, that's a, he wants the 15-inch frame. It's now. time to upgrade. Yeah, it's time. Well, we'll add it to it. Yeah. Add to it, yeah. A hundred percent satisfaction guaranteed. If you don't love your skylight, they'll offer you a full refund. You can preload it with photos of special memories for the perfect personalized gift, import pictures of you and your significant other, spouse, grandparents, etc. Uh, and they didn't even know you had. It's really, really great and wonderful. Now, as a special office, you can get $15 off, and you know it's already inexpensive, yeah. or Matt Donnelly wouldn't be buying it. You can get $15 off your purchase of a Skylight Frame when you go to skylightframe.com and enter code PEN. Pen. That's right. To get $15 off of your purchase of a Skylight Frame, just go to skylightframe.com and enter code Pen. That's S-K-Y-L-I-G-H-T-F-R-A-M-E.com. Promo code P-E-N-N. -E -N. There you go. But he said. Now, you got you, if I haven't explained it right, yeah. you give this gift to somebody, it's a frame, yeah. and then anybody in the family that you want can send them pictures anytime, yeah. and they can tap back a thank you. It really works well. Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer and set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark. Purchase new wiper blades from O'Reilly Auto Parts today and we'll install them for free. See better and drive safer with O'Reilly Auto Parts. Oh, 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 O'Reilly. Auto Parts. So we're sitting around the table with the executive, and I say, for shorthand, I'm going to use a, a, a term that's now considered racist. Mm -hmm. And they now hold their breath for about five and a half minutes, and then an alligator comes in <laughs> to the conference room of the Sunset Marquee. And the alligator says, were you recording something in the studio? And I go, something. I was recording something there. He goes, with Sting? I go, I don't know. I was just recording something. <laughs> <laughs> the Why is the alligator here? And I go, same reason the alligator's in the David Blaine show. We don't know. <laughs> 
no one will ever know. The same reason that one time you went into a French restaurant and ordered in France, French, and they brought you a phone book. Same reason. That's why the alligator's here. Um, and then I said, you know, and I used the word that you're really not supposed to use, but it's such a shorthand for certain people of Romanian oh, heritage yes. yeah, yeah, yeah. that have been known in the past to run scams. And there were divisions run by that. And they, they understood that I meant it colloquially and it was okay and they, they forgave me. Right. Anyway, she was wonderful. And that was one of the problems. We were there to sell something. I liked talking to her. <laughs> So I mean, I'd love, to, I'd love to, I'd love to work with her because yeah, you you've seen me go to a lot of pitch meetings. I have. Uh, you've probably talked to me after at least twenty five pitch meetings. Yeah. Have I ever said I like that person? No. <laughs> <laughs> ever said no. I felt kind of an affinity? No. We kind of get along. No. No. In fact, the only thing that you've <laughs> that's matured well is you've stopped doing things to directly sabotage it ahead of time. <laughs> <laughs> but other than that, you don't seem to have developed an affinity for them. What she said that made me laugh so much and I liked so much is she said that her husband, I think, had taken her to the French laundry. You know, the very expensive. Very exclusive. Uh, very exclusive. Most famously, I think, to, to the majority of our audiences where Gavin Newsom got in trouble for eating there when he yeah. discovered <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> Kind of a crude d'etat. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, and uh, and uh, she said, you ruined our whole trip there. <laughs> and I said, how? She said, you're a bullshit show. They would serve us these little things, and I would just go, that's from a hungry man dinner. Because, you know, we did that bullshit <laughs> show. We went to a very fancy restaurant yes. and just scooped out TV dinners and gave it other names and served it to people, and everybody just talked about how great it was. <laughs> and I don't know if you remember that show, but it was wicked funny. Yeah, yeah, Because yeah. we just had people in the kitchen of this really fancy restaurant with hungry man dinners, hungry man TV dinners, heating them up and scooping them out of these beautiful white plates and adding like little drips of parsley. People were writing up the names of it and serving it out. And she said, the whole meal, I just sat there going, I know this is just a chicken pot pie from Costco. <laughs> <laughs> so she so ruined the whole thing. I said, well, thank you. And she was she was laughing wicked hard. I liked her. I yeah, liked her. yeah, yeah, yeah. But we talked about what, what show we could do. And then she hasn't heard this yet. I don't think it's her that's of the show. I think it's a relative of hers, and they tell her about it. Um, so if you're the person that listens for it, be, be judicious in what you, you yeah, tell yeah. her. If I've said anything inappropriate, I mean, because you'll tell her and she'll say, there was no alligator in the room. <laughs> and, you know, I don't want, I don't want the, the mystery for people to be yeah, destroyed. Yeah, yeah. Uh, then I was meeting with these same people from the very famous person mm -hmm. that I can't talk about. And I said, you know, 25, 30 years ago, I had an idea for a TV show. And I went to Showtime and I talked to them about it, I guess it was 20 years ago. And um, they really liked it and they were going to buy it. And then all of a sudden, someone else came in the room and said, he's crazy. This is an insane show. We can't do this. And then that person that was so excited about this show, he got fired. <laughs> Oh, geez. Other people came in. Not about my show, but about okay. other stuff. And I said, I had this crazy idea that I still like a lot. And they said, well, what is it? And I told them. And they went, wow, that's a crazy, that's really good. And I said, don't, don't get excited about this idea because it's a crazy person's idea. And, and the woman who's in charge of money in the room, yeah. who just sits there running budgets, goes, <laughs> this is great. Whoa. And she said, also, we can do this on any budget. And we can do 200 of these. And I go, yeah, but it's a crazy idea. And she goes, we just need a log line. I said, oh, okay. Anyway, so if a crazy idea pops up on TV. Yes. Completely insane idea. My fault. Yeah. Just, just, so, you, just so you know. So what have you been doing? I went to uh, New York City, the Big Apple. The Windy City. Yes. And Shaky if, Town. And if you are a friend of mine or a relative of mine. I am a friend of yours. Uh, listening to the show who lives near New York, mm -hmm. uh, I called no one. I got uh -huh. in touch with no one. Mm -hmm. uh, it was three days jam-packed uh, for my sons. 
Mm-hmm. So we, his wife and I, we got an Airbnb up there. It is interesting to bring uh, children to New York City yeah. uh, when they live here. And and uh, I'm happy I did it. Uh, I always say that people who grew up in Las Vegas think they grew up in a city and they don't. Yeah. And so this was very educational on that level right away, mm-hmm. which is that like their children's ability to um, fling their arms, walk random directions while they're kind of moving forward. That's not allowed in New York. It's all you will do is hit other people when you mm-hmm. do it. And so my children were a little exhausted of ping ponging into people all the time and mm-hmm. being reprimanded by. And them. also walking. Yeah. You don't walk in Vegas. No, no. Yeah. We kept track. We did. We averaged 15,000 steps a day. Yeah. For children, that's tough. And obviously with their little feet, I'm sure they did like 20,000 because they're tiny. And then they were so excited that, that there was rain. So we don't get that. So they were excited by that. But my children with umbrellas on the streets and subway stops is, was a real, that was its own show that uh, I really enjoyed. You know, I do not enjoy people with umbrellas. I hate umbrellas. Yeah. All they do is poke me in the face. <laughs> That's just <laughs> terrible. Being tall, the tall person's natural enemy is the umbrella. Yeah. Well, my children got revenge for you, I guess, on everyone else who Good. wasn't Good. your height uh, uh, there. But I uh, went through Central Park. Mm-hmm. Did the Museum of Natural History. Mm-hmm. That's very nice. Afterward, I asked my children if they learned anything in there, and the answer was definitely no. They held on to nothing. We really did my best to like drive home stuff. They seemed fascinated in the moment. I think they were just being kiss asses because they remembered nothing when we left the Museum of Natural History. So I felt like a failure there. Mm-hmm. And then uh, a lot of ways to feel like a failure in New York. <laughs> Uh, and then my w- wife and my mother-in-law was with me and they, after we, we had dinner, they wanted to go see a show. Mm-hmm. My youngest was like, no, no dice. I'm done. So, uh, I took him home. I went home and then my wife and my, and my, uh, mother-in-law, and my child went to see. So you got out to get, seeing the show? Yes. Yeah. <laughs> Always a good thing. Always a good thing. Uh, I mean, that was the big takeaway. My oldest loved the city and my youngest was like, I don't want to go back. (laughs) I actually had to sit down with him and go through a list of things he enjoyed and things he didn't enjoy to actually convince him that this wasn't a waste of his time. (laughs) You know, they have that on the license plates, New York, a waste of your time. Um, when Billy Joel was in a New York state of mind, he meant, I just feel like wasting your time. Broadway tickets got expensive as hell. Uh, I know I lived there in 2008, which it's, it doesn't sound as long ago as it actually is. Mm-hmm. But I was very surprised that, you know, good seats are now. now d- it's all the fuel cost. <laughs> did you take them? Did you take them up to the Empire State Building? We did not do the Empire State Building. There was a debate as to what which things we could do. We ended they, up doing the Twin Towers. I mean, we went down to the Freedom Tower and saw Freedom the Twin Towers. Tower Memorial, and then a uh, hot tip: Staten Island Ferry free mm-hmm. goes right by the Statue of Liberty, just like a paid tour goes by the Statue of Liberty. Mm. So saving a lot of money listening to Ben Sunday School, <laughs> <laughs> knowing. How my children's takeaways from the Museum of Natural History. Mm-hmm. I knew spending money on the, the, the Statue of Liberty tour is probably not in our best interest. <laughs> so uh, Staten Island Ferry goes right by it, and uh, and the kids loved that. Loved getting on off the ferry. Loved being that close to the Statue of Liberty. Had no other questions. <laughs> Had no questions we couldn't answer about the Statue of Liberty. <laughs> is that made of uh, metal or something? <laughs> yep. <laughs> Copper. <laughs> toot, toot. <laughs> <laughs> We're done. That's it. And um, so I oh, I also wanted to say about the poker thing. Oh, yeah, yeah. Uh, do, do you know the, I, I guess maybe the name of the act is Balloon Girl, mm-hmm. but it's a, it's a woman that, she's a contortionist and yes. she gets into a balloon. Inside a big weather, weather balloon or whatever kind of balloon. Have you yeah, seen yeah. it? You seen yes. That I've seen variations of it. Yeah. I, um, I got to be, ba- I was back there at the poker thing in order to say shuffle up and deal. Mm-hmm. And she was back there for her part. She was warming up for 20 minutes. If you have to be in a room with somebody warming up, (laughs) you could do a lot worse. She was on the table because she needed a hard surface. And she was wearing next to nothing. Mm -hmm. And she was uh, limbering herself. Yeah. And, uh, my mother-in-law was with us 
And my mother-in-law said to her, did you start training at this when you were three? And the uh, balloon woman said, no, I'm unusual in contortionists because um, uh, I didn't start at three. Uh, when I was 15, I discovered I was physically very flexible. And I said, that's interesting because when I was 15, I discovered I was morally flexible. <laughs> And she said, I'm extremely flexible. I said, me too. <laughs> Very morally flexible. And I was working on this dice trick. Yeah. So while she was, you know, essentially bending over and sticking her head up her own ass, <laughs> I was holding two dice and turning them. <laughs> and I said, I'm, I'm warming up too. And you she and said. I, working on our craft, you and I. What are you going to do on stage? And I said, I'm going to say four words. And she said, you're going to do like some monologue stuff or a trick? I said, I'm going to say four words. And I said, you've been warming up for 20 minutes. And I said, you know, it's nice. I've been sitting here, not even having a snack, just sitting here with dice in my hands, looking at my phone and looking at you. And I'm going to say four words. And I think she thought, well, he's, he's being self-effacing. Or whatever that would be, bragging. It could also be bragging. Yeah, he's messing with me. Yeah, yeah. I walked on stage and said, shuffle up and deal. <laughs> then I left. She worked up a sweat. Yeah. I did not. <laughs> but I watched it normal. I also want to tell you this, this, this story that was really eye-opening to me. Yeah. I was in Chicago, mm -hmm. okay? Now, I was with my friend Wheeler. Mm -hmm. Now, Wheeler was an uh, Olympic fencer mm -hmm. on the Olympic fencing team. Wheeler runs triathlons yeah. all the time. Wheeler is in exquisite shape, okay? I mean, incredible shape. And he keeps, you know, aging into new kinds of fencing territories, and he keeps winning in that age division, right? And I was with Jay Bliznick, yeah, yeah. who was uh, Sideshow Gelato. Gelato. Gelato in Chicago. And I was with Tony Fitzpatrick, who has a broken nose, professional boxer, bypass surgery, and me. Okay? The four of us. And we are all in Tony's uh, studio yeah. looking at his new show, the work he's done. And Mox, uh, Moxie, my teenager, had gotten home from school or was still in school and wanted to FaceTime. With me, right? Yeah. So Mox and I are FaceTiming. Hey, Mox, how you doing, Magic Mox? Love you. What are you doing in Chicago, Dad? Well, I'm hanging out with some of my dirtbag friends, and I'm going to be doing a, a book reading. But look at this art. Done this great art. You know, Tony's great. You met Tony. Tony's like, hey, Mox, how you doing, Mox? And then uh, I say to Jay, Jay, you never met Moxie. This is Moxie. Moxie's Jay. He runs a gelato place. Mox says, hi, Jay. I go, Wheeler. He's been to our house once, Mox. You probably don't remember him, but that's Wheeler. Wheeler goes, yeah, yeah. I met you when you were just really, really little. How you doing? How you doing, Mox? And I turn the camera, and Mox can see all four of us. And Mox says, you four look identical. No one could tell you apart. Now, we are four men who consider ourselves very different from one another. Yeah. Very different. I mean, one was an Olympic athlete. Yes. Right? Two, three were wicked, wicked fat. Yeah. Right? I am enormously tall. Jay Bliznick, not particularly tall. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Tony, time in prison. Wheeler, environmental geologist. Very, very different people. And we all go, <laughs> we look just alike. And then each of us look at the other three. We are all the same age. We all have goatees that are the exact same length <laughs> and the exact same trimming. They have the same amount of gray and black. Oh, geez. We all have glasses that are the same. It's Chicago, so we're all wearing hats, and our haircuts are all either short or our heads are shaved. Yes. We're all wearing dark hoodies with a bright T-shirt under it. <laughs> <laughs> and we look at each other and go, 
we look identical. <laughs> and so I say to Mox, well, I guess to a 17-year-old, we do look identical. Mox says, to anyone, you look identical. Hard to even pick my father out of you four. <laughs> and it was an incredible experience because Mox is absolutely right. We do look alike. Yeah. And you get you get hung up and you're you also you know the history, right? So you know that I had hair down my back, you know. Right, right, right. And I was clean shaven. You also know that, you know, uh, Wheeler had a full beard and all that kind of stuff. But where we were in December yeah. of 2022, you know, Tony used to be really fat. Jay used to be really fat. Now we're they're thin. Yes. I I used to be fatter. Yeah. Now we're all the same weight. Yeah. Except Wheeler's maybe, you know, 50 pounds lighter. Right. Because he's running these things. We do look alike. So when you're walking around thinking, boy, me and my friends, we're all unique. Not true. You guys did the reverse Beatles. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Exactly. Reverse Beatles. You couldn't tell them apart. Yeah. Then you could. Now you're all wearing the Arthur haircut. Yeah. <laughs> Exactly. Exactly. Uh, I just want to say, uh, determined to please my youngest son about shows in New York. Mm -hmm. The answer to our prayers was uh, the play that goes wrong. Oh, really? Yeah. yeah, yeah. When saw that off Broadway, I cannot. It's it. It is. And then I've you know seeing it before, mm -hmm. but to, uh, uh, we bought tickets and ended up getting upgraded to being in the front row. So my children in the front row. And they are squealing with laughter the entire time. And we are squealing with laughter the entire time. It's amazing. Th those shows by all of them, including yes. the one I did with them, yes. Magic Goes Wrong. Right. Every moment you laugh in every age. Yeah. You know, when I go see children's movies with my children, yeah. I, I laugh yeah. a few times, and I also enjoy my children enjoying it. Yes. But the play that goes wrong, Peter Pan goes wrong. Yes. Literally goes wrong. You laugh yourself every second, yeah. and your children are laughing too. It's an amazing experience. It really is. It's really is. When I talked about it with friends, you just go like, there's so many ways to get this wrong. Yeah. You know, like it seems like it's just like it's so, I don't know, the fact that it can entertain all ages, part of it makes you want to be like, oh, it's just like, it's a, it's a, it's a, it's a kind of corny fun play or whatever. And then when you, I watched it a second time, I was like, gosh, there are so many choices I don't know, accidental, purposeful, whatever, but man. And the magic Did, in it. Yeah. The thing with the grandfather clock. Yes. Really fools people. Really fools people and, and also comes people, at a crazy time. We're like, people, so everything's going wrong. It me. <laughs> I know because we, Sarah and uh, all three of us were debating how they pulled it off yeah. in the back. Yeah. And, like, you're the magic expert. And it's like, oh, I am guessing. <laughs> I've seen the show before. <laughs> I caught nothing. Yeah. So if you want me to guess along with you, I can. Yeah. But here's why. I, here's how I guess, um, and uh, that element is like while everything's going wrong, you send that one rocket that goes very right, right yeah. in the middle of it. Yeah, it's really nice. It's a really smart thing to do. Yeah, yeah. And we just left like just kept. And even the set is genius. Oh yeah, 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 yeah. And I don't know. You know, I saw. I did not see the original cast. Yeah. But the original cast will tell you. Yeah. They replace themselves with all people who are better than them. Oh, uh, yeah. Which I don't believe. They're so great. I don't great. believe either, yeah. But, you know, uh, you, talk, you talk to them, you know, Henry, yeah. and he goes, um, I was the best looking one in the cast, and I was doing, a, a, you know, um, Shields, Henry yeah. Shields, and I was doing a good job, and then we cast this guy who's better looking than me and funnier than me. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's the thing. I, like when I was in, when I li was living in New York and auditioning for commercial all the time, I was so thankful for Kevin James uh, uh, and the King of Queens sitcom because mm -hmm. that created an archetype that people wanted in, in commercials all the time. And that was the that word was the magic. Kevin James type was what sent me directly to auditions. Uh -huh. uh, watching the show, the other actor who played Henry Lewis's part. Yeah, you know. Uh, by the way, really classy guy. I got to find his name. I'll give him a shout out. Uh, but uh, like during the bows, bowed over and just turned right to both my kids and said, thank you both for being here. Oh, really? And it was like such a class move. And it really made my children feel like a million bucks. Oh, that's wonderful. It was really great. They're just, every, everybody involved with the, that company is fabulous. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Now, before we finish up, what do you got coming up? I am, well, I'm going to head to Utah. Mm -hmm. uh, Utah, 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 Utah Putty Cat. Cat. 
to do a week of shows at the Mystique Dining out there, the, the 9th through the 14th. Mm-hmm. Uh, and that's just a- You said the 9th through the 14th? Is it the 9th already? January 9th. Okay. I'm going in January. Okay. I'm home for the holidays. Mm-hmm. Uh, COVID and uh, lack of bookings are what's causing me. <laughs> Just stay home. I laughed because all the other magicians were like corporate season. I was like, "Is it?" <laughs> <laughs> Somehow the mind of it doesn't crack that corporate code uh, the way some other maybe sharper dressed magicians do. So uh, <laughs> no, all my gigs are in January and February. So then, uh, and we can also talk. You know, it's selling okay. Did you know that? Uh, no, it's great news. Foolish. That's great news. Yes. Foolish. Yeah, yeah. Foolish. Well, what live. two cities are they in? There are three: uh, Milwaukee. Mm-hmm. Uh, Akron, Ohio, mm-hmm. and Indianapolis. Indianapolis. Yeah. Now those three, what are your two favorites? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> um, but you're playing, it's one night in each, right? One night in each. Yeah, Friday, dates, Saturday. Yeah, 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 yeah. February uh, 23rd, 24th, and 25th. So if you live in one of those cities, yeah. what are they again? Foolerslive.com has all the dates. Uh, it is the Thursday, fr- Thursday, Friday, Saturday of that third week of February. We're going from Milwaukee to Akron to Indianapolis. And uh, it's selling well. That's I mean, great. It's selling news. really well. Yeah. So um, if you, if you want to go see it, go see it. Yeah. Well, and Vinny, it's you and Vinny. Vinny, Alex Ramon. Alex Ramon's a really great entertainer, sharp illusionist, uh, really such a likable, great guy. Vinny, super sharp. Just Jessica Jane Peterson, who's also just a fantastic magician. And I guess they needed, I don't know, someone to lower the bar for everybody, for them. So I'm I'm going along as well. Oh, that's and we're going to be in it in video. Yes. In video. Yeah. yeah so that'll be there. Also. You lying sack. Have you gotten you lying sack yet? I'm about to go by. It's on my list. I'm going doing a lot of shopping on Monday. Okay. And so I'm, I'm going to do all of my Christmas. Because uh, you lying sack. Is my a, children are getting you lying sack. The exploding, uh, the exploding kittens people. Yeah. And I wrote a game. And I've been getting sent stuff of people playing it and loving it. Oh, that's Which makes great. me very, very happy. Uh, Random, my book is out and selling well. Yeah. Pick that up. Pen and Michael Carbonaro. Yes. That'll be to apply that we got married. But oh, fingers crossed. You're not ruling it out, though, right? He's already married. So watch it. Wow. What an inappropriate joke. <laughs> um, Penn Gillette and Michael Carbonaro yeah. uh, are playing uh, starting the 23rd up to um, January 1st yeah. in the Penn and Teller Theater. And this is I'm also- my whole family this time. Well, this is also clearly NDA stuff. Yeah. I think we're going to have a special guest. <sighs> And I think that special guest is going to do one bit. Yeah. yeah and that special yeah. guest just had a quadruple bypass. <laughs> Can't tell you anymore. And if you are a Patreon. Hey, Fitzpatrick. If you are a Patreon uh, subscriber. Yeah. Tell them what that is. So uh, if you want to upgrade for one month, it's an instant thing. You can just upgrade to the highest tier on Patreon. And uh, Penn records videos for people. Yeah. You I can, love doing them too. You can send videos. You can send a video to yourself. You can send a video to a loved one. You can tell, a lot of people don't know what to ask for for the holidays. Mm-hmm. You can tell your family to buy you one. Mm-hmm. You can, they can get that done for you. And then you just do that for, for one little upgrade, and as soon as it's done, uh, you can just go down to whichever level uh, you, you were at before. Or no you problem. can stay at the really good level. And just get video after wicked, video. Wicked, wicked happy. <laughs> yeah. um, I, I, I do these videos all the time, and, and, I, and I love doing You know what was really funny? Yeah. Uh, somebody bought a video for a member of our crew. <laughs> so someone that works with me every day got a video. And someone else, which is really funny, bought a video for Piff. <laughs> said, I want you to do a video for Piff. And I said, okay. And Piff said, guy just sent me a video of you just wishing me well. I said, I know. <laughs> so that's performance art. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And the other tiers, uh, we're getting caught up on postcards this month, just uh, the long-suffering Laura. Uh, but uh, Brogan Hastings designed a really nice uh, holiday postcard. So everyone at the middle tier gets signed postcards from you. He, he he does beautiful stuff. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's pretty yeah. great. Really good, really yeah. good. And I have really exciting news. Uh, this is really exciting. And, you know, there was a few things I I always wanted in life. Yeah. Uh, one was to write a penthouse letter. <laughs> I wanted to write a penthouse letter that people would masturbate to. And I wrote a penthouse letter yeah. that was published yeah. that uh, started out with something that made me laugh forever. Uh People don't remember what penthouse letters formats were. Yeah. There's so much better masturbatory material on yes. the web now. 
when that was a masturbatory thing, people would write in, you know, not using their real name. Yeah. And I said, I was in San Francisco working with a magic show. I'll call it Penn and Teller. <laughs> That's the first line. That got published. The other thing I always wanted badly, and it failed that so far, yeah. was to be in Reader's Digest. Yes. Humor in uniform. Yeah. Or these United States. I want to have a little story written there. And the other thing, my more recent dream, is The Week. The magazine The Week, which comes out every week. Yeah. And is a news um, aggregator. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, uh, really a beautiful magazine. I just love it. On the back page, they have a contest every week. Yeah. For having you send in something, have a news story, and then say send in the six letter, a uh, six six word description of this, or the what this yeah, were a movie, yeah. if this were a book, what would it be? And I have a rule that I turn to that last page. Of course, I'm doing it electronically. Turn to that. You win a subscription for a year to the magazine. I turn to the last page. I read what it is, and I give myself ten seconds ah. to come up with an idea. And if I get a good idea, I send it to them with all the stuff, you know, the RE and everything perfect. Yeah. And uh, over like seven years, I've sent in like 10 of them. Okay. I mean, it's 52, uh, 50 a year, right? Yeah. But I've only sent in like less than one a year, you know, maybe one a year. Yeah, yeah. And so the other week, I uh, it was, the story was a uh, 75-year-old man with a walker had robbed a bank and went out with his walker for the getaway yeah. and the police caught him. It said, if they were to make a movie about this criminal's life, what would it be called? And so I'm reading the week and I come to the last page and it says, here's what the next, yeah. next week's is and here are the winners from last week. And I am just reading casually. No one told me about it or anything. And it says, hey, man, uh, here, the first place winner, second place winner. And I go, oh, damn, that was my Oh, Pendulette Las Vegas. <laughs> Pendulette Las Vegas. Winner, winner, chicken dinner. And here's what I wrote. For what would you call a movie for an 80-year-old man who's, uh, who's arrested with a walker? And I wrote, take the money and hobble. <laughs> That's it. Nice. That's it. But you won. I won. It gives me a year subscription to the week, which is the greatest news magazine. I yeah. love it. Because it quotes from everybody. It's really good. And uh, I've been reading it for, well, longer than probably 10, 15 years since it came out. Yeah. Teller reads it. You know, we all read it. So I was so excited. And I was sending the screenshot to like all these people who really didn't care. <laughs> they seemed to think that. Other accomplishments, you know, might be a bigger deal. I was really excited. I think that it's got to be fun for you to be. There's very few uh, spots for you to have something blindly merit based happen for you, <laughs> and I think that's why you're so excited. <laughs> yeah, you know, Steve Martin told me one of the cutest things uh, anyone's ever said. <clears throat> said is I was talking to Steve Martin, and he says he loves playing poker online. Right. And when he plays poker, he has an entirely different name. You know, he's just yeah. whatever he is, a, a few letters and a number. Yeah. They aren't even related. They aren't cute. They aren't, you know, it's not like the jerk. No wink. No wink at all. He just, he just plays poker. And you know, when you're playing poker online, they also have a chat thing. Yeah. On the side where people can say, and he said to me, when I get a laugh in that chat thing, he said nothing makes me happier he said they're not laughing at steve martin yeah they're not excited about seeing steve martin at something they just see something funny and they laugh yeah and then they'll write back man you're really funny and he said nothing makes me feel better than that <laughs> nothing. he said the only reason i play poker <laughs> and you know, you know what he means 100 percent, definitely because steve martin walks on the stage now we know he's funny yeah yeah yeah, yeah. We're gonna so, get somebody uh, so yeah, there was a little bit of that for yeah, me. Yeah, for sure. Yeah, I did a little joke in the back of it. So I've been in Penthouse yeah. and The Week, and I would love it if I could get a Reader's Digest story <laughs> in. And I was also, when I saw it in the same font, just said, 
Pendulette Las Vegas. I, I love that too. I saw the screen grab. I love that so much. It's, it's so great. Just regular name and location. Yeah. <laughs> uh, it was really great. It made great. me so, so happy. We went long. So that was Ben Sunday School. That was Ben Sunday School. Cha, cha, cha. And to You become naked. I think I'm okay with all the non-disclosure. I think I was good this time. We love you. Hey, Matt Donald, you got anybody to thank? Yeah, I want to thank loyal members of the congregation like Tristan Connett, Omar Rivera, Vile Erichelia, Zach Winnington, name withheld due to NDA. Oh, what the hell? It's Paul Gruner, Aaron Boyd, Mason Gooch, Sagebrush, Matthew Mishu, Luke Mellon, Eileen Hunter, Jason Andrew Davidson, Peter B. Clark, Average Seal, Matt Williams. Boner office is simply a better gag than bonus office. Oh, those are fighting words, Tom. Soapy Fresh, Dan Griffith, Brad Sherlag, Mike Cavanaugh, Rafiki, Steve Feldman, Jonathan P., NewRuleFX.com, Eric M. Ryan, Chris Tehachapi Loop McKinney, Gary Cornley, Danny, hey, Goudot, does this rag smell like chloroform to you, Ruse? Matthew O'Sullivan, Betsy Batter, Little Mandar, and how many maps could Matt match up if Matt could match up maps? Good. Yeah, we'll stop there. <laughs> Thank you. <laughs> Join us today during the Jeep Celebration event. Right now, get 20% below MSRP for an average of 15178 under MSRP on the purchase of a 2023 Jeep Grand Cherokee Overland 4xe or Summit 4xe. Not compatible with lease offers or with any other consumer incentive set of offers. 15,178 average based on 20% below average MSRP from all 2023 Grand Cherokee Overland 4xE and Summit 4xE models and dealer stock. Residency restrictions apply. Take retail delivery from dealer stock by 4-1. Jeep is a registered trademark.